This is the MG Car Club Podcast with Wayne Scott and Adam Sloman. On this week's podcast, we talk to Gaurav Gupta from MG India about how MG is growing over there, the future of autonomous driving technology, and how they're embracing our MG Car Club heritage. Plus, Alistair Flack joins us to tell us what we need to know about getting the best car cover for your MG. Hello, I'm Wayne Scott. Great to be with you for another MG Car Club podcast. And great to be with Adam as well, who's amongst the household utilities in his utility room at the minute. How is the utility room this week, Adam? I tell you what, mate, it's like an oven in here tonight. It's um, yeah, it's really warm these last couple of days. I'm actually contemplating climbing inside the fridge um, if this weather keeps up because, um, yeah, there's no air conditioning in an MGB, is there? No, absolutely. It gets all the afternoon sun. So from about 11 o'clock onwards, the sun just bakes constantly on my little utility room. So it's like you see these like prisoner of war films where they get put in the box. That's what I'm going through to record this podcast. I'm in the box. I'm in the hole. Um, but it's worth it because we have a good laugh and it's good fun. The things you do for us, eh? To keep us all entertained <laughs> within the MG Car Club. And uh, keeping you entertained is what we aim to do. Also to keep everyone in touch during this crazy time and beyond. These podcasts we're hoping to continue and stay with you uh, beyond these uh, weird and strange times we find ourselves in at the moment. And lots of you getting in touch and supporting us, which is really lovely, actually. You know, Adam and I sort of sit here and chatting away to each other and geeking out about MGs and you never quite know whether anyone's listening but thank you to all of you guys who have sent in messages of support starting with Chris Flemington who wrote in after the episode two weeks ago and he says a short message to say a big thank you to Tom for the information he gave us about his collection of MGs that was Tom Wilson over in the States that I interviewed uh, in episode seven I'd love to see some pictures and an article on his collection and how he manages the restoration of the cars if he can make the time. It would make a great article for Safety Fast. I agree. Hopefully we'll see that in more detail in the pages of the club magazine soon. Uh, Chris goes on to say also thank you both for the regular podcasts. It really gives you an uplift during these dire times. I've got two MGs and I've managed to take them both out for short runs this week and we enjoyed our trip. That's the spirit. I've got a route of 12 miles across some open common land and it's terrific in good weather. So I was really pleased to get out for 20 minutes or so. Thanks to all at the MG Car Club for making life that much easier. Well, thank you to you, Chris, for getting in touch and for sticking with us here on the MG Car Club podcast. Also, hello to Josh Langstaff who wrote in to say, just wanted to say well done on the podcast. You guys have converted me to actually listening to podcasts. We like it. It's excellent. Uh, never listened to one before, and yours has got me hooked. Currently listening to episode four. Catch up, Josh. You're miles behind. Hurry up. I'm working my way through them, and I'm looking forward to getting in touch on future episodes. All the best, and stay safe to the MG Car Club community around the world, and to you, Josh. And it's lovely to hear from everyone who's listening, isn't it, Adam? It's brilliant. It makes it all worthwhile, because like I said, I've said it before, you know, we, we get together once a week and, and remotely do this podcast, but to get the feedback from members all around the world that are enjoying what we're doing and, and you know, putting a smile on people's faces... If you can't get out and enjoy your MG at the moment, which a lot of people can't, 
hopefully the the podcast can do the same um and i know where josh is coming from because i was a fairly recent convert to podcasts um, and i know what it's like to find one that you really enjoy and binge on it and then when you catch up and you go back to only getting one once a week it um yeah going cold turkey can be quite hard so uh yeah <laughs> take it steady josh <laughs> well, I've never been binged before. I'm not quite sure how that feels. <laughs> Brilliant to hear from all of you. And don't forget, you can keep in touch with us here on the MG Car Club podcast. It's all about you listening, not about us, not about me and Adam. We just sit here and talk. It's about you and you getting in touch. So go to our website, mgpodcast.uk. You can fill out the contact form on there and leave us a message. Or even better, this is what we'd really like you to do. That is to use the voice recorder that's on the contact page there. It's really easy to use, just a couple of clicks. You talk into your laptop or into your mobile phone, whatever device you're using, and you can leave us a voice message and we can get you on the show. Be lovely to hear from you. So mgpodcast.uk, click on the contact page there. And of course, you'll find all the information you need to get in touch via the contact form and use that voice recorder so we can hear you and get you on this show. Now, it's been a busy week in the news for us as the second wave of event cancellations has bit in the last couple of weeks. First, we lost Silverstone Classic, which has changed its dates to the 30th of July to the 1st of August 2021. They were hanging on to the bitter end, the organisers of the Silverstone Classic, desperate to find if they could still run the event. That was then swiftly followed by Practical Classics Classic Car and Restoration Show, which is a big show here in the UK, held at the NEC, big exhibition centre in Birmingham. That now is going to take place on the 26th to the 28th of March 2021. And it's always a big show for the MG Car Club, that one, Adam, isn't it? Yeah, it's a show I really like because for the last couple of years, it's had a really unique feel to it because so much focus at that show has been put on actual restoration on doing stuff to your cars you know all those things that people up and down the country are doing normally tucked away in their in their garage or their workshop it's, that show's been about bringing that stuff to the public and the november show is is a tremendous show and it's again one of my favorites but pc resto had this nice niche where you could see people working on their cars um, and we were really looking forward to it. We had some really cool plans. We were going to bring Jiffy, our project, uh, MG Midget, up to the show, and we were going to be working on that car over the weekend. Um, so we were really disappointed when it got cancelled. And then when it got moved to August, um, we had, again, you know, big plans for that show. We were looking forward to it being our first indoor show, which is crazy when you think it was going to be in August, but it would have been our first indoor show of the year. Um, and, yeah, it's just such a shame that it's been cancelled. But all of us, you know, we've just got to hold our breath and get through to uh, 2021 and start enjoying the, the proper show season then. Well, hopefully we'll still be able to attend that show with Jiffy and... I was just trying to get my head around where Jiffy might be up to when we get to the end of March next year. In theory, we should have had most of the panels from British Motor Heritage, because you and I went up there some months ago now to see them being made. Most of the tub has now been completed. So it should be fair way, I would have thought, to being a kind of rolling shell, perhaps? I would hope it would be a, a rolling shell, yeah. I mean, like you say, we've got um, we've got that new tub from BMH. Um, when we collected the car, we were given a fairly significant number of panels as well, 
which will go along with the car. So hopefully, um, you know, we can get past this and start playing catch up on the project. Because uh, you know, myself, Andy, Colin, uh, and and obviously you as well, Wayne, we're all desperate to get cracking and get the car, um, get the car moving because it is it's got so much potential to be such a lovely little car. So hopefully, the plan is that we'll have something we can take to November to keep people talking about the project to show people the latest sort of progress on the project and hopefully by march next year yeah like you say we should have something that's at least a rolling chassis absolutely and then we'll have to announce hopefully at that show uh, if not before actually what our plans are for the car when it's completed and you and i have already been discussing some exciting trips and adventures uh, for jiffy the midget which we can't reveal yet but if we pull them off they will be well worth following, not only on this podcast, but in Safety Fast magazine as well. So watch this space. We'll tell you more. We also heard that uh, MGF 25 has been shifted to next year, and that takes with the MG Saloon Day, which will now happen on the 24th of July 2021. This was all supposed to happen at the British Motor Museum at Gaydon, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah, again, it's another event that we were all really looking forward to because this year is a big anniversary for the MGF as well. And I do really feel for the for the guys in the register that have worked so hard. But hey, like I said, we'll get there next year. Well, they've got twice the length of time to organise it now, so that means a bigger excuse for a bigger party next year for the 25 plus one years of the MGF, which is probably what we'll call it, and uh, we'll just make sure we celebrate it alongside 90 plus one years of the MG Car Club, of course. Exactly. It wasn't all bad news, though, because in the more general automotive world, uh, big news that now car showrooms have reopened. Their first week back was this week, uh, with car showrooms being open with various different social distancing plans in place to uh, keep people apart. Um, interesting thing I noticed from one of the big car dealerships is that they're now allowing test drives on your own. If there's one thing that's come out of coronavirus as a positive, that's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. There's nothing worse than trying to have a test drive in a car and you get all the sales stuff coming at you from the passenger seat. I yeah, don't like it. that's the last thing you need. No, that's like the last it. thing you need. <laughs> and uh, car production restarting uh, across the board as well. And we talked in a previous podcast about MG Motors' plans to revamp things and get the wheels moving uh, with MG after the pandemic as well with their Mission 100 that we talked about mm. at great length in a previous episode and we'll talk to Gurav Gupta from MG Motor in India later on in this podcast to find out more about all of that meanwhile we've got some cool stuff in the shop Adam as always Wayne as always yeah we've got some really good stuff again um, now interestingly i if i remember rightly you were going to speak to uh alistair from hamilton classics this week because i am in the market for a car color i went to get the b out at the weekend um literally i know it's tragic but i went to get it out just to um give it a, a wash and a polish and then put it away again um my car is currently and i think i might have said on a previous podcast my car is currently nestled under a selection of blankets and duvets as a sort of makeshift cover um yeah it's not good and it's a right pain in the bum every time you want to get the car out so yeah i need a car cover well, we have done a lot of work on this for MG Car Club members because we know that if you go out there and you try and find a car cover on the internet, there is a bewildering array of car covers out there. And some are like 20 quid 
and some are like a grand and then there's everything else in between and you really don't know what to buy whether a cheap one will do it or whether there's a reason why they're cheap or whether you need to go and buy a really expensive one i would say ours are probably mid-range they're high quality uh, but they you know they do the job and they are designed to fit your mg and we have a car cover for all sorts of different mgs the entire range we've learned from researching what other car covers are out there on the market don't bother getting them from anywhere else all right just go to the mg car club web shop and buy them from there that's the basic advice we can give <laughs> alistair flack will be along in a moment to tell us a little bit more about them but while you're on the mg car club shop there is also something else that i have spotted now i've not been asked to promote this at all this is just something i've spotted and i thought was quite cool and it is the vehicle document binder ah now i've got one of these now if you're anything like me i've got a box file in a drawer with all my receipts for my car wedged into it and they're all sort of spilling out the sides if i need to find an old mot or you know an old tax disc or whatever i've got to thumb through the whole lot of it and then you get all sentimental and nostalgic don't you and it takes you three hours to get through it because you go oh i remember when i did that or i remember when i upgraded that or bought that and you never get there um but basically this is specifically designed with its lovely mg car club logo on the front to keep all of our documents for our classic mgs tidy neat and in order and i like how they've got like little thumbnails here uh, registration documents miscellaneous mot certificates road tax discs um, insurance documentation and it's a ring binder but these are all labeled and they've got the mg car club badge on the front as well it's just a really nice way of presenting all of your documents and keeping all of those things we love to keep because that's the history of our cars that's what makes the story of them keeps them all looking nice and then if you ever do god forbid have to sell your mg it's a very nice way of handing over to a new owner all of that crucial information that you know let's be honest about this if you've got good records and documents well presented it's probably going to add a few quid onto the value of the mg i would have thought yeah well i mean i've got in mine i've got um everything for all the different mgs i've had and at the moment i'm i'm down to two mgs with the with the b and the gs um but i've got 40 years worth of documents plus for my bgt um and the nice thing about the document folder is that the pockets inside are really heavy duty um plastic pockets so you can you you know you go through it and i mean mine is packed to the gills full of of paperwork um and it puts you know it holds all that stuff really really well so it's a really good quality bit of kit so yeah no i'd recommend you one way i'll tell you what i'll do it's almost payday i'll buy you one. <gasps> oh, oh that's a lovely thing isn't that lovely and you've said it on the recording now so <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that you've promised me this so on the next episode i need to update everyone that i've actually received it <laughs> there you go <laughs> brilliant they're just 35 quid from the mg car club shop just go to mgcc.co.uk click the shop button at the top of the website there and you'll find it just type in document binder it will soon come up in search um, or of course we'll pop a link into the description on the podcast as well if you want to just link across to it really quickly from there 
But meanwhile, we'll find out more about car covers, what you need to look for in a car cover, why the ones that we sell through the MG Car Club shop are so much better than all the others out there on the market, and also some other things that you need to consider if you're keeping your car in storage, if during the pandemic you've decided to keep it in the garage for now, which we totally understand. There's certain things you need to know about to keep it safe and secure and preserved. And I caught up with Alistair Flack from Hamilton Classics to tell us more. Let's talk about cars that are sat outdoors first of all. There's a bewildering array of covers on the market for outdoor protection. What do we need to look for in order to get a really good outdoor car cover? And why are the ones that you can get through our club shop so much better? The most important feature is that it must be breathable. Everybody, and I still hear it on regular occasions, oh, you can't put a cover on a car because it micro blisters, etc., etc., um, that's not true anymore. Many years ago when we had uh, poorer paint qualities, car covers and fabrics weren't as highly advanced as they are now. They weren't breathable. So any moisture that was condensating from the ground up under the car through the engine bay, the wheel arches, would come up under the cover and just get trapped. It couldn't escape even on a warm day. So the advent of breathable materials... Um, some covers breathe through little vents, some covers breathe through the stitching of the seams. Um, we prefer to go a different route and have a breathable fabric that is a multi-construction. So by that I mean it's made up in a similar way to a Gore-Tex jacket in that it's multi-layer with perforations in each layer so that the fibres of the fabric crisscross over each breathe hole allowing the, the air out and the moisture out but it restricts 99% of the water going in. So you're much better off allowing a little bit of moisture into the car, but everything can escape. So the car stays drier for longer, which is more important with our ever-changing climate and more condensation. And that's good for outdoor cars and outdoor car covers, but you also do car covers for cars that are stored indoors and some of those might be in very plush heated garages or some of them might be in sort of prefab garages what do we need to look at when we're looking at indoor car covers then again the most important feature is breathability because you can still get condensation and moisture in the atmosphere in an indoor garage um, obviously not so much a heated one the first thing to do if anybody has it is to remove a tumble dryer if they have that in the garage because that generates a huge amount of moisture in the atmosphere um, but again, breathable, dustproof is obviously important because you don't want to take a cover off and put the and then end up having to clean the car because it's got a layer of dust over it. Um, and preferably avoid a woven fabric or a natural fabric. Woven fabrics are cotton, elasticated, stretchy covers because as soon as you pull the fabric and open the weave, you're opening the, the holes for all the dust to fall through. So... It, they're very good with breathability, but they're not so good with dustproofing. Um, cotton used to be a very popular fabric, but it's actually one of the worst you can put on a car because it's woven, so it lets dust through. It is breathable, but being a natural fibre, it also attracts airbound moisture. So if on a damp, clammy day, your car is damp and clammy because that natural fibre has sucked in all the airbound moisture. So uh, you need a preferably a man-made fibre that doesn't attract moisture. You need a non-woven fibre so that it doesn't let the dust through, but it's still breathable. 
which I'm pleased to say is the fabric that we've developed over being in the industry for 20 plus years. Well, thank you, Alistair. And hopefully that's given you an insight into what makes a good car cover and what we as the MG Car Club have done to research the best possible quality ones for your MG. Available now with custom logos as well via shop.mgcc.co.uk. The MG Car Club Podcast. The MG Car Club the mark of friendship. To take advantage of our many membership benefits, access to our centres and registers, and to receive your copy of Safety Fast magazine, join us now at mgcc.go.uk. Sharing your passion for MG on the MG Car Club podcast. Well, next on the MG Car Club podcast, we are heading over to India and finding out all about how MG is growing as a brand over in India. And to tell us all about it is uh, Gaurav Gupta. Hi, Gaurav. Hi, Ren. How are you doing today? Very good, thanks. Take us into your world of MG Motor in India and tell us, firstly, about your job and how your role is. You know, Wayne, I think uh, it's probably the most exciting job that a person in the automotive industry could ask for. And why do I say that? Because when we started to chalk out the roadmap for NG into India, it was quite a blank whiteboard. Uh, this is a 96-year-old brand. So it's a British brand owned by a global automotive giant coming into India. And we had to literally plan the entry strategy, the product strategy, what would it stand for coming at a time when the market is so cluttered already with competitive brands from Asia, Europe, and the U.S., Heritage has become very, very important to the story, hasn't it? It is, Wayne. Uh, you know, uh, MG, so if I look at the classic cars in India, you know, uh, there are about more than 400 owners uh, of vintage MG cars across the country. Uh, many of the uh, the royal states and earlier, many of the well-to-do families, they all have MGs. And frankly, many of them have, are still using these cars as well. So it, it's a great sense of pride for these owners. And the way we launched MG in India was we said, you know, uh, what are the pillars for the MG brand? That's more important because ultimately consumers buy into a brand, buy into trusting what the brand stands for. Uh, so we built this across four pillars. The first pillar of the brand being technology and innovation. Now, frankly, if you go back to the 70s when the land speed records were set by MG, that was technology at that point in time. Today, technology is all about connected, it's all about electric, it's all about autonomous. So our focus was to bring in the first car, which is the SUV. In fact, it was the first MG SUV in the world, uh, which also got uh, accepted by the MGCC, MG Car Club in 2019, and brought it with the first embedded SIM. So it was an internet SUV for India. It's called the MG Hector. Uh, honestly speaking, it's been a dream run for us. Uh, you know, not only with the overall package of the car, but uh, the entire bookings. So just to give you a perspective, uh, we are uh, within the first three weeks of getting the car uh, out there in the media, we were able to garner close to 35 to 40,000 bookings, which is with consumer paying up a booking amount. So in, in terms of uh, pounds, it would be something like 500 pounds uh, upwards of commitment from the customer for a booking and we got that within the first three weeks uh, compare that to where we stand today we've been able to deliver 50 percent of those 
Uh, in terms of the segment share, we are more than 50% of the segment, so it's going strong. Uh, network of our dealers is expanding. Second product also, Wayne, which is again an electric car, which was the ZS. The ZS EV mm. is also there in the UK. Uh, it got launched. We unveiled that within six months of our first car. So you can imagine that in July 2019, we bring in the MG Hector. And then in December uh, and Jan 2020, in six months, we bring in the ZS EV. Uh, that also created a record in India. We were we opened the bookings for the car without declaring the price. And in three weeks, we closed the bookings without declaring the price. And we were able to get more than, we got 2,400, 2,400 bookings uh, in less than three weeks. And the best part is, this is without declaring price, like I said earlier. And if you look at the electric vehicle sales of passenger cars in India, this was actually more than the sum of the other electric vehicles. So somewhere, uh, the brand is starting to stand for what I would call is an auto tech brand. It is a tech brand, but it's also an accessible tech brand as well, because something that we remarked when we tested the MG ZS EV here was that, yes, it's an electric car, and yes, it's very well equipped, but actually, relative to what else is in the market, especially here in the UK, where electric cars are so expensive, right up to the sort of Tesla levels, it is breaking new ground in the fact that it's actually affordable and on the same level of affordability as a combustion engine car that you would look at in the showroom as well and that is breaking new ground isn't it wayne uh, you know in terms of when you say about breaking ground i think you're totally correct there uh, not only in terms of uh, you know acquisition price but more importantly the way we packaged it in india so we built an entire ecosystem of not only the charging infrastructure EMG shield uh, and the shield consists of all the elements which reassures you and gives you the confidence on the entire product. So it gives you, for example, in terms of the warranty, uh, in terms of uh, we also looked at a third party backed up uh, resale value after three years, uh, you know, maintenance packages. Uh, we also looked at the cost of ownership of the car. So all this package was very helpful from a point of view of getting confidence. And the second part is that we said to that for every consumer, we would have the charging onboard cable that you could charge it from any 15 ampere socket. But we also said that along with the car, we will install an AC fast charger, a 7.5 kilowatt charger at your home or workplace of your choice included in the car price. Uh, and that gave consumer a lot of confidence because, you know, in six to eight hours, you're charging up to 340 kilometers and you don't have to charge it for six to eight hours every day because you won't drive so many kilometers on a daily basis. And there's always a residual charge in the car. Uh, but that gave the consumer that, hey, it's, it's convenient for me within my own home place. And then we added on a third point, uh, which was like across our dealerships where you're buying the ZSEV, we put up DC fast chargers. So, you know, 50 kilowatt, less than 50 minutes, you top up the entire 50, uh, you know, 340 kilometer range which is the 44.5 kilowatt battery. Uh, so the consumers were getting a lot of reassurance on their main area, which was charging infrastructure. Home charging cable, home AC fast charger, DC charger at dealerships, across key uh, routes if you leave the city and you go to the suburbs, you go to upcountry area, at key points where we have our workshops, we put up charging points there as well. We had a mobile to mobile charging infrastructure as well. So we've got uh, these vans which can charge your car for about 30 odd kilometers should you be totally juiced out on the kilometer range of your of your car 
So this five-step process gives consumers a lot of confidence, along with the MG Shield, uh, and then the entire package. The car is really, really, you know, truly global in the in European market. It's got the five N cap rating on safety as well. It's it's a, it's an SUV-looking car. It's got internet. It's got connected. That is, uh, so internet electric SUV. Great package overall. Well, you mentioned uh, its connectivity there, and this was one of the major points that was made in the recent press release uh, that came out uh, regarding Mission 100, which is the mission of selling a million MGs in global markets worldwide before the centenary of the MG brand. 5G connectivity was very, very important, and also the encouragement of autonomous driving technology as well. What is it that you're seeing that customers are wanting from their MGs in terms of connectivity and towards autonomous driving in the future with an MG? The three pillars, like we talked, alluded to earlier, uh, connectivity, electric, autonomous, all these three have to play the biggest role as you build the MG brand and you uh, look at that entire... One is the target, but more important is you know what consumers associate the MG brand for. Uh, and then again, uh, from a perspective of a global target, every country plays its role in, in bringing the products. Uh, you leverage common technologies across uh, countries where it's permissible by, by the local laws and also by the consumer uh, demand, as well as the prevailing infrastructure in those countries. Uh, so connectivity plays the first level of requirement because without connectivity, you really cannot move on to the next level in terms of autonomous because autonomous requires connectivity on a constant basis, right? Because the 5G really opens a plethora of options that can be there in the car. What we call as the iSmart, which is the connectivity solution that we have in the car, in ZS, uh, and also in the other MG cars, uh, that becomes critical. Uh, in India, for example, we still are on, primarily on 4G. 5G still seems a few, uh, I would say, a couple of years away, and especially after the, the COVID-19, some of these infrastructure plans may, may take a bit of a a slower route to execution. But having said so, even even with 4G, it, it's pretty, uh, you know, uh, well accepted right now. People actually uh, love talking to the car and in India at least, and, and that plays a big draw for our consumers. Uh, in terms of autonomous, you know, there, there are various stages as we know about level one, two, and three, and four. Uh, some of the cars which are being tested and are on the roads uh, in China specifically, they already have started uh, autonomous uh, testing on the roads. Uh, one could expect that some of these technologies uh, could come across in other cars at some point in time in a very near future because this technology of autonomous, you know, uh, is already there. So emergency braking, AEBs, for example, uh, these are available in some of the developed markets. But this will be the differentiating factor for MG as we move forward. Technology uh, and heritage, you know, these are the two pillars where it will really score out. And I think that's where the focus is. But a foundation of all this win will have to be, and which is making sure that the, the customers are taken care of, they are happy, satisfied customers, and that will build the brand loyalty. Well, talking of customer service, obviously when you're selling a car that's bristling basically with technology and gadgets and you're using that as a, as a way of bringing in new audiences to the brand, they're obviously going to be looking for a different experience when they come to buy that car and i know something that um is very important to mg in china is working on how you create an innovative buying experience but 
What does that exactly mean for the guy on the ground? Are we going to be building MGs in kind of uh, virtual reality here? Or how do you see that panning out? Each country has its own path on taking this forward. uh, But there is a common string and story to it. Let me give an example uh, where we are currently in India, for example. You book in ZSEV and uh, we actually have uh, the app on your mobile where you can actually see the car in the factory. You can see the car where it's on the uh, on the body shop. You can see the car when it's coming out of the of the plant of the paint shop, and likewise. So you really start to see and get engaged with your with your you know prized ZS how it's being built up before it gets onto your garage very soon. Uh, additionally, at the point of sale, you know we are seeing a lot of digital traction as well. So uh, in India, for example, we are working on a lot in terms of artificial intelligence. Uh, we're talking about augmented reality, uh, using that from a sales perspective. Uh, we also have got technology now where consumers who send a car for service uh, can, using the app, they can easily just engage with and see where the car is on the workshop. They can see how the car is being serviced. So all that gives you confidence and it starts to become, you know, I would say uh, it, it starts to get that viral factor where you really want to, you know, share with your fellow buddies to say, hey, you know what, this is what I can see with my product, with my car, how it's being built, how it's being serviced. And that gives you a lot of confidence uh, in the entire process. Well, it's certainly uh, interesting to see the investment that uh, MG Motor have put into these new technologies. But I guess with it comes challenges as well, because effectively you are, as a company, a heritage brand, but also a tech startup. What challenges does that bring day to day? It's actually more exciting, uh, uh, and and that is where uh, our entire team really, you know, really gets itself energized. The heritage, uh, and especially the kind of, you know, uh, great leaps the brand had taken in the past, uh, like I mentioned earlier in terms of land speed record, uh, in terms of what MG stood for, in terms of affordability, uh, you know, the two-door sports car sector, all of that gives consumers confidence to say, uh, and our team is a confidence to say, guys, this is what is our DNA. The millennials, the consumers today, they always not only look at the product in terms of the offering, but also increasingly what the brand stands for. What is the brand association? What are the brand values? And this is where, you know, the community aspect of community service, which was in there earlier, uh, you know, right to the history of MG brand, which is there today as well. You know, when we see MG, you know, really standing up and, and donating cars in terms of COVID across the UK, be it Scotland, be it England, here in India as well. You know, a lot of community service has been happening, uh, whether it is servicing all the the frontline warrior cars, which is, uh, you know, the police staff, the medical staff, servicing all their cars, fumigating them. So the brand value of community service will also stand out. I want to just add one more point here, uh, Wayne, is that uh, we in India started uh, when we started the brand, we said even before we got the first car on the road, we were saying India requires girl-child education. And for every car that we sell, uh, we contribute to girl-child education. And I must share that over the last almost nine months, uh, close to 10 months now, we have surpassed more than 50,000 girl-child education in the country. You know, And these are all you know below poverty line So along with technology, like you talked about, heritage, community becomes a key factor moving forward. Well, it's a fantastic thing to see that such a heritage 
British brand with so much history is via those activities contributing so much to improving life in India now and and the community aspect is important in all things MG and that's why we're here talking on this podcast it is part of the MG car club uh, here in the UK and to build that community as well you've built up a very good relationship with us here in the UK through the car club and that's important to give your buyers, I guess, are feeling that not only are they buying a car, but they're doing something good. And they're kind of joining a family, a collective by doing so, which will benefit their life in many ways. You know, we believe that Abingdon uh, is the mecca for MG. That is the, that is the, the home ground. Uh, and we can never, ever ignore uh, our association and our birthplace. Uh, and that is why MGCC is such a such a cherishable membership for all of us. I remember earlier this year in February, uh, Adam, you know, the general manager of the MGCC, when he was visiting India uh, to see the 21 gun salute, the inter- because in India you have a large fleet of uh, you know old vintage cars and royalty cars. And when he presented to us the individual membership to MGCC, it was a very very cherishable moment. Uh, 20, uh, 2018 is when we actually. Uh, installed the MGCC chapter uh, for India. 2019 was the first MG Hector, which became part of the MG Car Club. Uh, then, of course, following the ZSEV. And as we go forward, we've got a very active product pipeline coming in. Uh, you know, the Safety Fast magazine is also getting uh, its debut coming this month in India in the month of June. A lot of support and a lot of content coming in from, uh, again, the home base of uh, MGCC. Uh, and that's why MDCC will be the glue, will be the the kind of, uh, you know, the, the foundation of getting all uh, the MD operations worldwide together. And I guess it helps you bring some of your legacy customers along on this journey of technology as well because someone sat here uh, with an MG TF, say, or, or something from the uh, earlier model history of the brand might be quite intimidated perhaps by some of the talk of technology and some of the new methods of buying and selling cars that are coming down the line as a result of customers needing it and as a result of our planet needing it as well. You're absolutely correct. In fact, uh, you know, uh, the other day, uh, when we look at the kind of cars we have here in the country, and uh, I remember Adam and I and some of our team members, we were driving the MGA, and right next to that is the MG Hector. So there you've got the past and the current, and then we have the uh, some of our future models as well. So you had the past, present, and the future at one of our recent auto expos, the auto shows of Delhi. So I mean, I want to see this as a as a in a positive way as a cult in the future. Absolutely. Before we let you go, because obviously we know you're a busy man selling all these MGs across the world, reaching that a million before we reach the centenary of uh, MG. <laughs> Thinking back on your love of MG, and I can tell how passionate you are about the cars. Just a fun question, really. What's your favourite MG of all time, Gaurav? You know, uh, you know, right now I must say that favouritism on picture is different, but I recently drove the MGA and I drove it for more than 40 to 50 kilometres uh, on Delhi roads. Uh, and to me, that was a great treat. So to me, it is familiarity. It is the comfort of driving that car, and I quite liked it. You know, so uh, I know many of our, of our of our other members would really give some of the more famous and the more popular cars and the record-breaking cars. But for me, uh, I like to just look at always what is practical, what's accessible to me. 
and the NGA, which I drove, really, really got me going. Uh, one of my proudest moments to drive that car on the roads here in India. Uh, really, really great. Yeah. And a growing classic car following in India as well at the moment. It is a hobby that is growing and growing all the time, isn't it? It is. In fact, uh, you know, uh, we've been approached by many of uh, car curators, uh, many of our vintage and heritage clubs across the country. Uh, in fact, our first customer for the NG Hector in India is a person by the name of Madan Mohan. Uh, he also uh, is also the, the founder of the 21 Gun Salute, one of the largest Concourse Elegance uh, member as well. Uh, many of these clubs are coming together and driving the requirement to say, hey, guys, you want to restore a vintage MG. Uh, that entire drive, that entire pull is increasing as we speak. Uh, and more so, people are looking at it to say that if the vintage MG can still be driving on the roads in India, then you can also expect the same amount of durability, robustness, and longevity of the cars today as well. Well, no one would argue with that. And Gaurav, it's been fantastic to have an insight into how MG is growing and engaging with new audiences and building that community that we enjoy here in the MG Car Club over there in India. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Wayne. You have a good day and stay safe. The MG Car Club Podcast. Safety Fast, the magazine of the MG Car Club. Get your copy now by joining us at MGCC. So Adam, good news from MG Motor in India and lots of things moving and they're very upbeat, aren't they, about their cars over there? Yeah, they've done an amazing job since they launched the brand. I mean, I've, I've been over to India twice um, and each time I'm just blown away by how passionate they are about MG, the depth of feeling they have for the MG brand and not just for the for the new car with the with the Hector and they've got the Gloucester coming soon but also the classic stuff because you know there's four or five hundred classic MGs in India which you you know wouldn't really expect but um yeah they're they're brilliant guys and the team at MG Motor um their headquarters are uh, are an amazing bunch of guys to work with so yeah they're they're good people yes brilliant and you know we do wish them all the success the June magazine hit the doormats uh, just a few days ago for most and uh, it's another packed safety fast magazine what's in it this month so there's again there's some really good stuff in the mag this month there's a feature that um, i put together about the history of mg rover uh, which is the first of a two-parter um, there is a really good tech feature in there about hydrogas suspension on the mgf um but for me, the thing that stood out for me was a was a nice little feature in there from Sean Nelson from the Young Members Branch, um, basically encouraging people to have confidence to break out the spanners and have a go at fixing their own car. Um, Sean's a good guy and it's a really good read. So, um, yeah, he's broken it down to some nice sort of simple headings and basically he's just trying to inspire confidence in his fellow young members to get on and, and have a go. This is brilliant because... Although he is talking from a young member's point of view, there are people joining the MG Car Club all the time who are new to the hobby, who are new to working on their own cars. And that's really good information. I think sometimes if you've been doing it for many years, it's great that we have this wealth of information in the club. But sometimes you can sort of take it for granted, can't you, that we're just happy to pull the bonnet and get on with it. But if you're new into the scene, if you've never really worked on an engine before and lots of people coming into classic cars won't have done it can be quite intimidating yeah it can be really daunting i mean i remember doing things that are really simple in hindsight like i did the fuel pump on the on the bgt and i can still remember sort of thinking you know blimey should i be doing this or should i be getting 
a grown up to do it. Yeah, I say grown <laughs> up. I was I was in my in my twenties, but yeah, when it's when it's uh, when it's something new, it can be really daunting. But the good thing about all of all MGs, you know, be it uh, you know a sixties B or or, a, or an F or an MG three or whatever, you can't really go too far wrong. Um, and if you do make a mistake, A, you can learn from it, and B, if you're part of the club, there's an army of people out there who are willing to help you put it right and get it sorted. You know, I've had the benefit of of some support from some really lovely people when I've admittedly made mistakes on my car or got stuck with things. And when you do crack it, when you get that confidence, and when you stop feeling nervous about working on your car and actually you start to enjoy it, it is the best feeling. I spend most of my time sat behind a desk looking at a computer screen, right? So the last thing I want to do when I relax or unwind or if I've got something on my mind that I need to work through or I just need to have a change of scenery, the best thing I can do is go out in the garage and do something on the car. It's just such a, a therapeutic thing to do for me and so many other people. And being a part of the MG Car Club helps you get to that stage where it is therapeutic and enjoyable and relaxing. And it's just a way to unwind once you get to that stage, get over that it, initial shock, you know. It really is therapy. I mean, I was talking to one of my neighbours the other day and he said, you spend an awful lot of time with your car, don't you? And I said, well, yeah, I like to try and, you know, get some time on the car because I can't, you know, I'm not using the B... Uh, regulate at the moment but I said to him when I come out in the garage because at the moment I'm you know working from home I'm looking after the kids I'm doing all the all the stuff at home but when I go out in the garage nobody comes with me and I'm not thinking about work and I'm not thinking about you know have I got the kids to do enough school work today or what am I going to cook for dinner or have I done enough laundry before Sarah gets home um, <laughs> but when I go in the garage it's just me Mm. And I get that time with the car and I, you know, for me personally, you know, time with the car is is like time with my dad. Um, so, yeah, having that confidence to, like you say, to pop the bonnet and, and crack on with jobs. Yeah, you can't beat it. You can't put a price on it. It's fantastic. And the thrill of if something breaks and the car's running rough and it's unpleasant to drive and you wheel it in the garage, you read your manual, you work on something... You drag it out again, and the car drives beautifully. And you've done that. Yeah, you've achieved it. There's something brilliant about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's it's like a it's like a drug that you know. I think we should share with every everyone we come into contact with. Absolutely, we should also share membership of the MG Car Club. And uh, if your membership is up for renewal, you can do that very simply, especially if you're listening to this podcast, by clicking the Join Now button on the top right-hand corner. That will take you to the part of the shop where you can renew your membership. All of the renewals of memberships being processed as normal. Of course, if you're on a direct debit, you don't need to do anything at all. That will just go through as normal. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not an MG Car Club member, please do think about it because it is an amazing worldwide family of people who support each other when we're not in a pandemic get together and have a great time at events together and just help each other not only keep the cars on the road but to just get more out of them than you would have otherwise have enjoyed if you'd have just bought one and enjoyed it by yourself and we've talked in previous podcasts about the amazing opportunities it can open so give it a try mgpodcast.uk click the join now button and come and join the mg car club it's a brilliant thing to do especially at this time and we all need just to get together and to share things in a worldwide family and keep communicating 
from me and Adam, I think that's just about it for another episode of the MG Car Club podcast. Hope you'll join us for the next one next time in just a week's time. So until then, see ya. Take care, guys. Subscribe to receive new episodes of the MG Car Club podcast at mgpodcast.uk. Thank you.